5563. Hosanna. Amen. God bless you all this evening. Hope you come expecting. We've got a special speaker with us this evening. So come pulling. Amen. Let's sing this. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me.
service and up in a word of prayer. We got a prayer request from our sister Brenda Vasek from Missouri. She has prayer for her son and her daughter-in-law. Uh, he lost his job and lost financial support for them and she's no longer on uh, medical and so the doctors have ended her treatment and they've fully given her 30 days to live. So let's pray that God intervenes in that situation. Amen. Brother Jeff. Heavenly Father, it's wonderful in the cool of the evening to come into your house, Father, to worship you, Lord. It's what we live for, O oh God, is to come and sit at your feet and hear what you have for us tonight, what the Spirit has to say to the church, Lord. You have a vessel prepared tonight to come and to deliver the oracles of God unto us, Father, and we've come in great expectation and anticipation, and we pray that you'd come and have the preeminence in our lives as we lay our all at thy feet. We pray that you would spread the garments of your word upon over us, O Father, and cover us, Lord Jesus, as Ruth lay at Boaz's feet and covered by his garment, Lord Jesus. That's the relationship we want with you tonight, Heavenly Father. So come and reveal yourself to us by thy word and make yourself more real to us by your spirit, Father, we pray. Meet every need in divine presence and this one that was penned down, Father, this critical need without a job, without finances to support uh, a sick one in the hospital, Lord Jesus, you're more than able, O oh Father, to come on the scene, even at this time, Lord, to do exceedingly abundantly above we could even ask or think. Just pray that you'd have your way, Lord, we pray, as we lift them up before you. Anoint the man of God, we pray, that you have prepared tonight, and use him for your glory as we've come. 
to wait upon you. Just ask you your blessing upon the word now. Break it to us, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. This is Brother Tom comes and we turn the service to him. Can we sing Pour Your Spirit Out on Me? Start with the verse. Oh Lord, I see you. Help me find you. How I need your touch. Oh, find my before Brother Benny Perry comes and as he makes his way out. I have an announcement that we've made a couple of times and maybe it wasn't too clear. It. On Friday night, we're having um, a get-together at the, at the school at 7 o'clock. And what precipitated all that, of course, has been a couple of events that have been taking place within our own assembly. Young couples getting married and asking questions regarding different things, wills and the, uh, represented agreements, insurance and all that. Well, we thought uh, I've been probably sitting down with three or four couples over the last little while. I thought, well, we'll just have an evening. There's a notary in Lang, or Cloverdale that Brother Biscal and I have been using since we were at the house. And Elf Fedowich, I believe, has, has gone on with his daughter Trish and her husband, Norm 
are our notaries and they've got an outline just to give a general idea of what would be needed if if something should happen within the family or a person you say well I'm living for the rapture well there's but we got probably a few waiting on the other side for us right now that we're waiting for the rapture and uh, some of the young couples for especially the daddies they want to be prepared if something drastic should happen that the uh, wife would be taken care of and so forth so we're just doing a general overview of what is needed we're not telling you what to do we're just trying to jog maybe some thoughts in your mind to prepare yourself if God should give us a little bit of a future a little bit of a time that we wouldn't leave some things undone and wished we should have done and um, the biggest one I'll give it as a uh, show and tell uh, on Friday night will be brother Frank Fletcher and I'm a part of his executorship we'll be discussing that And I got a file that thick already, and I'm still waiting for the Supreme Court of Canada to to release uh, funds for his family. If he would have just done a certain certain thing, very simple, it would not have been a hassle whatsoever. So what we're trying, what I'm trying to do, is make it easier for you young couples if time should tarry. And uh, Brother Biscoll said to me, I think over 20 years ago, if not 30. He said, make sure that anybody that ever writes a will, don't put your name on there as an executor. And I didn't really understand that. And, uh, of course, brothers come up to me in different times and you're our executor. Well, executor's executor. We're going in a rapture. Well, I know the amount of time I've spent some from June 1st till tonight and still won't be done for two more months just working on Brother Frank's. And if we multiply that by about 20 or 30 in here, I won't be able to preach. <laughs> and we've been called to preach the word. So it's going to be an informal evening. And if you wish to be there, I think it'll be helpful to you. We'll have some pamphlets and different things and questions and answers. And it's just a basic, uh, basic awareness of what we should do and prepare. And if you wish to be there, you're more than welcome to be invited. There'll be a little bit of uh, fellowship afterwards, and God bless you. Well, Brother Benny Perry is going to be preaching to us this evening, and he's uh, he's he's tenacious. He's tenacious. Um, Brother Tim can uh, agree with that. Would you say tenacious is good word? When Brother Benny Perry has something on his mind, it's going to happen. And uh, Brother Benny showed up here on Sunday and I had received a text probably a week before saying I'm thinking of coming and it wasn't quite a great weekend well as you saw I was preaching I would have let him preach not knowing I met him at the double doors on Sunday he said I came here to spend five minutes with Brother Biscoll I thought you know what there's people that say they can't get to the pro- to, our pro- to our pastor a man of God whom we've loved over these years and uh he flew all the way from South Carolina, Swansea, South Carolina. And he said, even if I don't get to see him, I want him to know I love him and I'm here. And as it would be, God made a way, of course, and he spent some time with 
Brother Biscal, and that, that was a wonderful time, and I had the privilege to be there with you, Brother Benny, and, and, and I think Brother Michael, Brother Kenneth. They say it takes a village to, you know, watch over a, a family. Well, it's taken a village to take care of this, and, and we're just happy that you felt led of God to come, and we're the ones that are going to be blessed tonight. So as we invite Brother Benny, let's stand. Pastor Swansea L. Bethel Tabernacle in Swansea, South Carolina. We've known how long, Brother Benny? How many years now? So long he wears glasses. <laughs> and we want to invite him to the pulpit with open hearts, asking the Lord Jesus to meet every one of your needs tonight on this Wednesday night. Remember the prophet said, expect the unexpected. And you might not have expected Brother Benny Perry to be here tonight to preach. But now that he's here, expect what God's going to do for you tonight. Let's just sing that little chorus. Um, Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. We thank God for each and every one that pressed their way out. We thank God for Brother Tom for this opportunity and Brother Murphy and Brother Dobbs and Brother Michael. Amen. I was telling the Brother Briscoe, he's very proud of him preaching. He said, you know my grandson. <laughs> Amen. That was real special. Praise the Lord. Uh, we thank God for each and every one of you and we're going to get right to the word. Good to have uh, I was there, Brother Elliot was coming not only to visit his daughter, but it was coming out, and I had on my mind to come. I said, I had to see Brother Ed. I was calling and calling and calling. I couldn't get him. We normally talk a couple times a year, and I said, I got to come. That's not like him. I said, I'm going to come. Praise God. And I said, well, you know, Brother Brown preached a message, persistent. How many want to be persistent? <laughs> if you want to make the rapture, you got to be persistent. You can't let it just let your guard down. Amen. If you have a Bible, let me go right to the Word, and uh, we have a word of prayer. And I'm so glad, appreciate uh, all of you. Some of you know me, some of you don't, but long as we know Jesus, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, let's turn with this to the book of Acts, and then we'll go to a message uh, that Brother Branham preached things that are to be. Amen. All right. Acts 
chapter 7. And we're going to start at verse 17. But when the time of the promise drew nigh, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dealt settlely with our kindreds, and evil entreated our fathers so that they were cast out their young children to the end they might not live. In which time Moses was born and was exceedingly fair and nourished up in his father's house three months. And let's go, if you will, to things that ought to be. Here Brother Branham says, you are all pre-planned by God. Nothing happens by chance with God. He knows all about it. It's all pre-planned, planned for many, many generations back so that you could be here tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Let's bow our heads. Father, we are so grateful in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we know that you're here. Your word said where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you'll be in the midst. Lord, touch every heart. Strengthen us. Lord, let us see, God, that we come from you and we, no matter what the devil try to do, we're going to go back. That's a promise in your word. And Father, thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, as we go into your word, move us out the way. Brother Bram said, what is a gift? Is getting yourself out the way. Father, help us to move out the way that you speak to your children tonight. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise the Lord. The, my topic is being born at the right time. If I want to say being given a message at the right time. You know, uh, we're in a generation, uh, this is Satan's, God of this evil age. Everything seems like it's falling apart. But I want to tell you something. God pre-planned you and I to be here. He knows what age to put you in. He didn't put you in Luther's age. He didn't put you in Wesley's age. But he put you in this age right here. You were born for this time. Regardless what the, the devil tried to do, you were born for this time and this age. Now, looking at Moses' life, how many know Moses' life, it really was pre-planned by God. He shouldn't have really got here. He should have been killed with the rest of the children. But thank God he had parents that believed God. And they wasn't going to sacrifice Moses, return, like Pharaoh listened to the law, what uh, Pharaoh wanted to do and to kill all the children, his parents knew that something was special about Moses. They knew that he was born at a certain time. He wasn't just coming in just being born, but there was prophecy getting ready to be fulfilled. There was God getting ready to come on the scene. There was God getting ready to take care of his promise that he made to Abraham and Isaac and children of Israel, and they knew that they were in a message that had significance concerning Moses' life. I want to stop right here. Every parent of us, we ought to know that we in a message that have a significance to our children's lives. Good. Notice, and Moses, when his parents 
when everybody else was throwing away, you know, putting their children out, letting them go and uh, feeding them to the crocodiles or whatever, Moses' mother and father knew that Moses was born for a certain time. He just didn't come in an age just to be an age. He knew something, was, they knew something was going on. And I want to tell you something here. We are not just a church. This is bride. God put you in this age for a certain time. He knew that your natural birth, type your spiritual birth, your natural birth, uh, are you listening now? Your natural birth, Brother Bram said, your parents made ready for you. You got to, you know, the bed bought everything for you, got it ready. And he says, and God... When you were born in this age, God got everything ready for you spiritually to come in this age. Praise the Lord. Glory. Everything you need, God had provided. Do you believe that? Glory. Notice now, glory. he provided everything. He knew what was going to take place in this age. He knew what was going to happen. And your message that you have, Brother Brandon preached, your message came and it identifies you and places you with all the things that are going on in this age. Your message is to come back to God of this evil age. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right now, you must be persistent. Glory. And you just can't be up and down. You see people up and down, you know, don't know where they come from, don't know where they're going. Go ahead. Brother Branham says, you must have an absolute. Your absolute is Jesus Christ. Your absolute is what you believe, what God said. And this message, I don't care what people say about it, how many people quit, how many say something ain't right about it. Go ahead. It's thus said the Lord. And they can put everything they want to say, but if you hold on to it, you watch God will reveal himself in his own word. Listen, you are a manifested son and daughter of God. God put you here. You say, oh, my mother and father, hey, well, that's fine too, but listen to what Brother Branham says. He said, listen, when your mother and father, she could have came from over there or he could have come from somewhere. He said, God brought them together. He says, now when he brought them together, you know, we look at this here, sometimes we don't see the impact of the, that message, what he's talking about, but inside of your, you and your mother, your father, inside of him, he had genes, he had sperms, he had so forth. When he met your mother, they came together. Glory. That didn't necessarily mean you would be here. God had to guide you and guide you, pull your way, take you this place, that place, until you hit the age. And Brother Brown said, potentially, means of your brothers and sisters died right there. But God had you birthed in this age. You were born at the right time. It's maybe be a bad the things going bad and so forth in the message, that ain't got nothing to do with your birth. God watched over you and God made sure that you came in this time. You couldn't come in Luther's age. Notice, Moses, now when it, it, it looked like he had a hard time. I want to just, just bring something here. You know, we're in the, the message, you know, we have things ups and downs. We have problems. Well, Moses did too. Moses' parents did. They had to fight with the government. They had to fight with COVID-19. Now let church say amen. They had to fight with all these things that went along. But guess what? God put him in that time. No matter what we're going through, God put you in it. I'm talking about your, now your spiritual birth now. God put you in this age. You were born, baptized at the Holy Ghost in this age here, and God was going to watch over you. I don't care what the devil does. And he said, you know, people said, just a quote, no, you can defeat the devil any place, anytime, 
under any circumstances. Why? Because you were born for this time. You were born for this age. Let church say amen. Glory. Now notice, glory, Moses now, he didn't even know, uh, uh, I want to say about his calling or whatever, but something his parents knew something about. It's very important. They knew that he was something special was about him. His birth wasn't just, just being a birth. Come in, you know, my son, my daughter, come in and I got a child and I got the... No, when you're a Christian parent, you got to understand that there's a natural birth and God give you that natural birth where he can turn around and make, give you that spiritual birth and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now you say, wait a minute, but Jesus Christ, if he's the same yesterday, today and forever, Moses now, here he goes, as he grow up, he didn't understand it. A lot of times, you know, we grow up, things happen in our life, we don't understand it. We don't know why this happened, why this happened. Brother Bram said, but God put you in that age and he took care of you and he's going to take care of you. Why? Because what? You have to be in this age right here. And he protected you and watched over you. He watched over your father. He watched over your mother. Before you got here, God had already prepared for you. And when Moses would come, God knew that he needed a prophet. Praise God. And he knew that Moses' parents was something special in the sense of they wasn't going to just deny Moses. They weren't just going to turn him loose. They weren't going to let Pharaoh or nobody else have it because they saw he was born at a time that something great was getting ready to happen. Let me just step here. You are in a message that something is great is getting ready to happen. This is rapture time. This is changing the body time. It's not just a cliche. Glory. You were born for this time. Praise God. Notice, take uh, uh, Mary, Mary. When the angel of the Lord came to Mary, praise the Lord. And he says, you are highly favored among women. I want to tell you, she was born at a certain time. Brother Branham says that it was many virgins in that land. It was many virgins. She wasn't the only one. But when she, the angel came, when the message came, when the angel came to her, when the message told her, she said, be it unto me according to what the priest said. No, be it unto me according to the word. She was in a time where now God was getting ready, glory, where God was getting ready, the Messiah was to come, and God was coming in human flesh, and he had to find somebody, glory, somebody that really believed the word, and Joseph and Mary was committed, they were faithful to, to, the, to the church or whatever it was, but when they did... When the angel came, Gabriel came to Mary, she wouldn't, oh, you know, let me pray about it. Let me see about it. She said, be it unto me according to the word. It should be now that the bride, glory, we should be running to it. The bride should be now, listen, she should be so committed to God, so intact with God, that none of these things, none of these things move like that. Brother Bram said a chipmunk, you know, out there making all that chatter, 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 chatter. That eagle know who he was. Go ahead. He knew who he was. And all this noise going on, people running to and fro, saying that's wrong, that wrong. That's a bunch of noise. Keep your mind, keep your eyes on the prize. And the prize is Jesus Christ. And Mary, glory, when she heard, when she heard the angel said, said, be it unto me according to the word. And then Notice Joseph, Joseph, he was going to take Mary to be his wife. And maybe he got around some church folks. 
said, listen, you know, Joseph, this sounds strange. She said she's pregnant and not know the man. I ain't never happened before. What kind of message is that? You better check it. And Joseph, listen, you know, don't, don't act like you're, sometimes people come, you know, you don't leave what he say. Now, I don't think the message mean that. I don't think it mean that. But God said, a virgin shall conceive. And Joseph, maybe he was all right with it first, and then he got around some folks around the church. Well, are you sure that's good? Now, I'm going to tell you, you ain't never seen nobody have a child without having a man. Joseph, you had, and Joseph began after he heard all this. Uh, can I preach? Yeah. After Joseph heard all that negative stuff, he said, you know what? I'm going to leave the message privately. I don't want nobody to know I'm gone. So Joseph said, listen, I'm going to put her away privately. I, 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 it's, it's just hard to believe. That's what's in his mind. Go ahead. And he said, well, you know, he went home that night because there were no prophets in the land. Go ahead. Thank God. How many know? Thank God they had a prophet in the land. Go ahead. You want to answer? Go ahead. God, if there's a Bible question, there has to be a Bible answer. And, and Joseph said, listen, I'm not going to have nothing to do with it. I'm just going to put her away properly because I don't want to embarrass her. You know, I'm going to put her away properly. But as he thought on these things, God come to him in a dream. Joseph, fear not. To take unto Mary thy wife. For that which you conceived in her the Holy Ghost, she's born at a certain time. Her birth was born at a time when I'm getting ready to do something on the earth, and I need somebody that believed my word. And Mary believed the word. She was born at a certain time. Glory. You were born at a certain time. Do you believe that? You're not just here in this year age trying to figure out what's going on. No, God pre-planned. He put you in your family. He put you in your, your children. And, you know, sometimes people say, you know, uh, I, I, my mother left me and my father left me. Nobody don't treat me right. And this, but God put you here at a certain time. Praise God. And while Mary and Joseph, it seemed like it should have been, been that, that should have been it. The priest didn't believe it. You think your message is the only one that people walk around doubting and saying, this ain't going to happen, that ain't going to happen, that ain't going to You ain't the only message going, but you got to know that you have thus said the Lord. You have to know that well, you're not listening to, the, listening to the words of a man, but you're listening to the word of God, thus said the Lord. Go ahead. Somebody said, well, I'm smart. Go ahead. No, you ain't got to be smart. You got to believe. He didn't say, did you, was you smart enough to get it? He said, did you believe it? Go ahead. Hallelujah. And if you believe, glory, all things are possible to them that believe. You believe God still heal the sick? Still raise the dead? Glory. Let me just say that people come, that people go. But when you recognize who you are, you know who you are. You know who you, where you come from. Nobody can talk you out of what God promised you and what God told you to do. Let me go with this far. God placed you here. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody said, Brother Perry, you need to read the message, all right? He said, listen, and God provided a place of worship. You don't get your own word. God provides for you a place of worship. Where God, he'll never meet anybody else. He's not meeting you at this church or that church. He's meeting you under the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he died, glory, he paid the price for you. Amen. Glory. And it still hadn't changed. He's still the same yesterday today and forever. You're born at the right time. You're born at a certain time. 
you were born for this message. You couldn't be in Luther's message. You couldn't be in, in Noah's day. You have to be in this day. God pre-planned it for you. Now, you say, but wait a minute. I got all things going wrong and we've been. Do you know before anything ever come, God had already made a way? Do you believe that? Corey, I tell you, even about the COVID-19, 20, 21, 25, it don't make no difference. God already made a way. Do you believe that when Moses come down there, God had got Moses ready to do what? To make his promise come to pass. And the word of promise became flesh. Are you, are you listening? Sometimes people don't believe that, that the word becomes flesh. You must be the manifested sons and daughters of God. The message in you is a manifested word, not coming next week or somebody else. No, you are the bride. Glory. This is the bride's coming. Whether anybody think it or not, but you are the bride made flesh. And the message is doing what? Producing God a bride. And you were what? Placed in this age or born in this age to, for, like Esther, for such a time as this. Glory. Notice. Notice, we find David. David, during the time God wanted a king. It wasn't really Israel. God wanted a king. And David, his father, parents, and so forth, and they were born, he was born at a time, about the same time Goliath was born. Goliath was a little older, but God put him there for a reason. Now, you may think these are Bible stories, but see, God knows what's going to hinder the church. So he gets ready and have it ready. When you get to it, God has already made a way. And so when, they, when, when Saul was rejected from being king, God says, I have provided me a king in the house of Jesse. He didn't say somebody else, I provided me a king. In other words, David was born for a certain purpose. And I had provided a king. And Samuel, being a prophet, he didn't know. But one thing, dude, God knew. And God sent it down there. And when God got down to Samuel, Samuel got over to Jesse's house. Guess what Jesse did? The one that God chosen, they didn't think he was the one. Oh, don't get quiet. No matter what people think about you, you worry about what God thinking about you. Don't worry about what position you trying to get in. Think about the position God is putting you in. And David got David back there taking care of the sheep. He was happy. And when he came, are you listening? When he came, he came to, to, to when Samuel got there, he said he's going to eat the sacrifice. And what did they do? They bought everybody except for God's anointing. That Elab, he came. The next one came. Uh, Shammah came. And all that. And what, thank God a prophet knows the heart. <laughs> I'm preaching the message now. A prophet knows the heart. And when he got there, this one came, that one came. And all of a sudden, I can imagine Jesse said, well, you know, one of my boys has got to be called, but one of them had to be born. I got seven sons. One of them had to be born for this work of the Lord. But you know what? After all them, he's knowing it, all them, knowing it, he got there, and Jesse said, I mean, Samuel said, listen, I done went through seven of your boys. They good men. They good boys. But have you got any more sons? Because God told me to come to your house. Are you listening? God told me to come to your house that there was a king in your house. 
There wasn't a listen. God didn't say, are you listening real good? God didn't say, there is a little shepherd boy in your house. God says, I provided a king in your house. Are you listening? Are you listening real good? I have provided a church without spots or wrinkles. I have provided a bride. Glory. And so when he says, yeah, I got one, but he don't look like, praise God. I got one, but he just as odd as he could be. He's one in a million. He's an oddball. But Samuel said, listen, don't look at him like that. He may not be like you want him. He may not be like you. But God want him. Go ahead. Sometimes people that may not look like you want him where you are. But if God want him, go ahead. Let God's word be true in every man alive. Hallelujah. David, go ahead. Church, say amen. Somebody go out there and say, go get him. Go get him. You got to go get him. Praise God. He said, I cannot, in other words, I cannot eat the sacrifice until David has come. And when they went and got David, you know what? He wasn't coming in no petty party. Petty. Oh, you know, my brothers treat me wrong. People in church don't speak to me. They think I'm different. David, come out there. Go he said, what? When he came out there, he said, glory to God. Hallelujah. What's going on? Why are y'all calling? Because he knew it was something significant when it's time for him to call. He knew he was being called by God. Good. And when you said word about called by church and you call by God, God will make sure everything worked together for your good. Why? He's already prepared it for you. Glory. And David walked up there. Come out there. He didn't come, you know, like unconfidence. Well, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Why are they calling me? Praise God. He come up there singing. He come up there praising God. Listen, we had a lady, you know, y'all know the stage four cancer. Going up there and we kept going to pray for her. And she's up there every breath. They cut her open. And when they cut her open, just give me a testimony. When they cut her open, the doctors, they looked inside. It was so bad. They said, we can't do nothing about it. They just sold her back up. But let me tell you something, when the church begin to pray, when you begin to get on your knees, when you believe all things are possible, I don't care what happens. Go ahead. And God come on the scene, let me tell you what, go ahead. Uh, he can cancer, do you, in other words, do you feel cancer? God can make cancer leave. God can make, uh, and, it, and you know what, people look for a job. If you don't have a job, God can give you a job. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's able to put one there. I had people come, need like, papers trying to get in the country, going, and you know what? Going, one prayer, they said, I don't know why you got, but here, I'm going to give you your papers. Why? Because God is in control of everything. You say, well, he's just in control of the message. No, all things, all things, all things. He's in control of all things. Hallelujah. And the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And so they said, well, he told the sister that it looks bad. They said it's stage four cancer. Ain't nothing we can do. But let me tell you something. This message, Jesus Christ, if you don't doubt and you hold to it, that don't mean God's going to save every case. No. But what it does is you got to have faith for every case. Brother Bram said, if I be praying for the sick and a thousand of them died, he said, I still be praying for the sick. It's not me, glory. It's not you. It's him, glory. Praise God. And the sister was in there two or three months. 
and she got out the hospital. They said, oh, I don't know what she had. But they took the test, it was cancer. But when God went in there and did the operation, they didn't know what it was. <laughs> they said, we still got to take some more tests. You know, I told the sister, I said, you need to just come on home because they're trying to make up something now. God heal you. And when you heal, glory. If you, it's, when, you, when God heal you, it may not, you might not feel nothing, you may not see nothing, but you got to believe that what he said, what the word said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He didn't say, did you feel it? Did you see it? Uh, uh, was you in church long enough? Was you in the message long enough? No. Do you believe it? Praise God. If you can get people to believe, all things are possible. Listen, you were born in your family. You know, mothers and fathers have, when I say pick sometimes, but you're born for a certain purpose. Like Joseph. Abraham liked Joseph, Benjamin. But you know, when they were born, God had a purpose for their life. Had a very major purpose. And Joseph went through, he didn't know why he was going through all those things he went through. Brothers hated him, throwed him in prison, throwed him in the dungeon, all these things. That, but guess what? He was born for a certain purpose. But it took time. You're sitting here tonight. Maybe you've been in church 40 years, 20 years, 30 years, but you're not just sitting in here. God has made you born for a certain purpose. You may be here just a, a, a one-day witness to one person, but God have you for that purpose. Nobody else can do it. He got you to do it. Right? Because what? Every last one of us been predestinated according to adoption of sons. And when, 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 you, when you come in, God pre-planned you. Now, Brother Bram says something here. He says, listen, he said, Levi got credit. Abraham paid tithes. In other words, Levi, and Levi got credit. When Abraham paid tithes, he said, why? Because Levi was in the loins of his great, 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 great grandfather. Well, let me say this. Levi might have been in the loins of his great, great grandfather, but you was in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. And you were a part of God's program and plan before you ever got here. Some of you think it's just happening by chance. Oh, no. God is orchestrating everything. Listen. Prophet says Job didn't have a Bible. And I'm just reading some quotes now. He said, Job didn't have a Bible. How many know that? Oldest book in the, oldest book in the. He says, but Job had a channel of communication. He said, that channel of communication that Job had, are you listening? He was able to get himself out and let God move in. The inspiration that he had. And when he moved out the way, God come in. He didn't have to figure out, oh, I got to come see if I can find a quote that the prophet said, this prophet said. No, he communicated with God by inspiration. And the Holy Ghost inside of you, inside of me, it leads us and guides us to what? All the truth. You are the Holy Spirit in you. Are you listening? The Holy Ghost is more powerful than your education. Praise God. Because it's God. God in you. Praise the Lord. Listen, at that time, David now, get back to David. When he came, it looked like that was it. But God 
had him to birth for a certain reason. And when David got, came to a place when Goliath came and the church was pinned down, they wanted Goliath. Nobody would fight Goliath. Nobody would uh, send us a man, send us a man. And here little David, just a boy, maybe 16, 14, 18, just a boy. And he goes out there with such confidence. He goes out and when he takes the food to, to his brothers, he heard Goliath boasting. Nobody was doing nothing about it. It's not just a story. He was born at the right time. Somebody needed to take Goliath out. So when he was born, he came out there and he wasn't going out there to fight Goliath. He was going out there to bring his brother some food. And when everybody saw everybody looking around, not doing anything, and he says, well, they said, listen, David, get the food and get out of here. Go on about your business. He says, no. Is there not a cause? Why would that fall upon him to make it a, a cause? Because he recognized, listen, I'm born for a certain time. I don't know why I'm here, but guess what? This is my day, my message, my time, and I recognize God, and I ain't going to let nobody take it from me. And you ought to realize this is your day, your time, your hour. Don't let nobody try to take it from you. You're born at this time. Brother Branham says something like this. He said, if I could choose any age that I could be born in, he said, I would choose this age right here. He said, it's the most deceptive. But also, he said, it's the most glorious age you could ever live in. Are you listening now? Are you really listening? Why people sometimes, you're in the most glorious time. You're right at the coming of the Lord. And a lot of battles and people going, now, you can't only get them to come to church. You got to fight to get them. Brother, if you knew who you are, and where you come from, nothing would separate you from the love of God. Yo, are you listening? Go ahead. Can, I, can I say it? I'm going to say it like we said in the country. Your job will be wondering whether you're going to come. Not the church. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Y'all don't want me to preach. Praise God. <laughs> but it should be your job worried about whether you're coming. Because well, you recognize who you are. And when you recognize this message, it's eagle's food to you. You want to eat, glory. And Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. I am that bread that come down from heaven. When Jesus was born, you know what he said? He said, listen, I came from God. I'm going back to God for this purpose. For what? This purpose was I born to come and die, give my life, and, and raise from the dead. And everyone that believed me will raise from the dead. This is the cause while I came. And he was ready to make sure that he knew what, what, excuse me, he knew what he was born to do. He didn't care about they wanted, don't you know you have the power to, I have the power to take your life to kill you. He said, you can't do nothing now. No, Glory. I'll lay my life down. I have the power to pick it up again. Do you believe that? Glory. If you die, glory. If the spirit of Jesus Christ dwell in you, it will quicken your mortal body. Regardless of I got the feel, I tell you, oh, what I feel the anointing and the church coming. Listen, Jesus says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Whether you feel it or not, he promised to be there. Why? Because the word said so. Glory. Hallelujah. So listen, you take, you destroyed his body. I'm talking about he knew what he was born for. You destroyed his body. He said, in three days, I'll raise it up. I've already received it. 
Somebody said, oh, I don't know if I'll make the rapture. I don't know if I'll make it. I don't even know if I'm good enough. You'll never be good enough. But there is somebody that is. That's good enough. That's Jesus Christ. One time I was praying for a lady. I was praying for her. And uh, she, would, she hadn't talk, spoken her name in years. And I was praying. And uh, I was reading in the message. Right before the service, I was reading the message about, no, I can't do it. You know what Brother Bram said? But there's somebody else who can. And literally, the lady looked at me. Say, you can't cast me out, but it wasn't her. It was the spirit that was in her. You can't cast me out. And I got, I said, I'm, I'm, I got a little nervous. Then I forgot. No, I can't. But there's somebody here who can that beat you that day on Calvary, that cast you out, and the devil left the lady. Go ahead. Why? Because I can't do it, but Jesus Christ can. Go ahead. You can't keep yourself, but Jesus Christ can. Glory. He that is in you is God. In the message deity, deity, he says, he that is in you is God in you. You know, I don't know what ocean y'all got here, but you take some water out of the ocean, get a little cup of it. The material that is in that entire ocean is in that little bottle. You have a portion of it. Are you listening? And when Jesus Christ come in you, in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. And guess what? All that was in God, he poured it into Christ. I know you've heard it before. And all that was in, in, in Christ, he put it into the church. Amen. 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 Therefore, you become a super race, a super people. Here's the secret, though. The secret is in the bride. The secret is in the bride. Brother Bram says this. He says there's a bride coming. Now, in the same message, things that ought to be, that's what I'm, that's what I'm working with a little bit. He says this. He says there'll be a bride. That bride is here. Nothing's going to stop it. Amen. People can run from pillar to post, jump from here to jump to there. They go in. Mm-mm. The word is in the bride. She is a part of him. She can't, in other words, I know I'm not just saying this, I'm just telling you, she is him. For she will be him. Somebody said, well, I be around so-and-so, he don't look like he did to glory. What part are you looking at? Are you looking at his flesh or are you looking at the supernatural part? Glory. Hallelujah. That's why I, I have to say it. They said, because we had that problem. People down there, brother, one that brother said, oh, brother Branham wasn't there when the cloud was. And I asked him a question. I said, were you there? He said, no. I said, well, you can't tell me nothing then. I need a true witness. I need somebody who was there. But I tell you who was there, the seven angels and the pillar of fire. And God himself was there. Going. So whether I'm going to believe what you think or believe what I see is evidence of the power of God. Amen. Glory. Glory. You're part of that word. Listen. Esther was born. It was getting ready to take, each time something major going to happen, God has somebody with a certain, they birth him in that age for a certain reason. Not just Esther, but, you know, when she believed God, everybody in Shushan Palace was delivered. But she was born at a certain time. She was born, y'all going to get mad, might not get mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
All of y'all are here because Brother Ed was born at a certain time. <laughs> oh, see, we bring it, when we bring it real, oh, yes, sir, you wouldn't be here going, you didn't come find him, God sent you to him. Oh, let church say amen. amen. We ain't talking about being back here 20 years ago, 40 years ago. We talking about from the foundation of the world. Amen. You know, one time, Winston Churchill, I mean, know that England used to be a prime minister. Winston Churchill, when he became prime minister, they thought, well, you know, he was kind of crazy. Winston Churchill used to drink. He'd be right in the parliament and get drunk, you know, drink. So when the World War II, they had a, they had a, a the war, and Germany had England surrounded. Y'all, if you get your history, you're, you're fine. And when they had them surrounded, they had to wrote up the papers and everything for the prime minister to come sign it and surrender and give Germany, you know, the, uh, take the, whatever Germany told them to do. And so Winston Churchill, he went out and he got it. They took him in his car and he went down there. He stopped. He said, let me get out the car now. Security said, what are you getting out the car for? He said, I just want to get out the car. I'm going to ride the, they call the, the, we say subway, they call it the underground. This is a true story. So he got out the car, and he goes in and get on the train or subway. And while he was riding the train, when the people saw him get on there, everybody backed up. Oh, you know, because that's the prime minister. So they, look, you know, they wasn't scared, but they just wanted to give him the great respect. And he said, oh, just sit down. Don't worry about it. He got to talking about the war. And he says, what would y'all do at this time of war? And he says, some of the people said, listen, he says, I'll die for my country. We wouldn't go. He was just asking questions. And everybody on that particular rail car said, we'll die for our country. So he pulled up at the next station and Winston Churchill got off. And y'all know if you heard, if you ever read the history of Winston Churchill, they thought he was kind of, you know, kind of bad in the head, you know. (laughs) But, that, that, but he wasn't. So he went and he got back and the security come in, brought him back to the, to the parliament. And they said, Germany got the paper. Won't you sign it? We're signing. He says, no, I'm not signing the paper. We ain't surrendering. He said, you got to surrender. We, we surround it. What are we going to do? He said, listen, I'm not signing it and I'm not surrendering. He said, the people out there said they'll fight for this country. He said, I'm just sitting here in the office. He said, what you going to do? You can't change your mind, Mr. Churchill. He said, let me tell you something. If I can't change my mind, I can't change nothing. What he was saying is, listen, it's time. And y'all know they won the war. They They ran Germany out. But what it was is at that time, Winston Churchill was born at the time when, guess what, Germany had him backed up. If he wouldn't have took that stand, they would have surrendered to Germany. Why? But, Gloria, you know what? And guess what? And if Jesus Christ wouldn't come here and died and raised from the dead and quickened power the Holy Ghost, and in this last day message, you would have been surrendered to all the denomination dogmas and teachings, but God sent Elijah the prophet to do what? To restore glory. All the things that the caker worm, the pummel worm, the locust, the caterpillar, the Baptist methods, eating off the church. I shall restore it, said the Lord. You're born for this time. You can take what's going on. It's not that Luther protested the Catholic church. No. No, no. But he kept his head above the fanaticism that went along with his message. You know, everything, you know what, but you keep your mind on the word. Listen, Jesus told his disciples, I'm just going to just going to 
take a few. He says, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Someone said, what? Eat his flesh and drink his blood. He didn't explain it. But see, the, 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 the anointed and those that were predestinated and knew it, they knew whatever he said, it may not make sense, but I believe it. Glory. Didn't say to understand, says, except you eat my flesh, drink my blood. And someone said, you think that we are cannibals. That's what he thinks. You going to go for that? And by the time they went on down the line, it was, what, he had 82 disciples. By the time he went down the line, there was 70 of them that said, man, ain't nobody eating his flesh and drinking his blood. They didn't even understand it. But they took a concept, glory, and Jesus, he says, there they own this here line. Let me check the rest of my elect. So he says, are you going to go to? Peter said, where can I go? I start following you because you had the message of eternal life. I didn't get in the middle of it and quit. No, I'm following you because you had the word. Glory, where do we come out of church when God sees us? Where do I come here? Because what? I'm following the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word with God and the word was God. Glory. We're not following some kind of creeds and concept of men. No. Praise God. This is God's anointed word for the hour and for the age that we're living in. Listen. That the lady in the message persisted. Brother Brandon preached that about maybe 15 times. But he gets to that lady. And when he started talking about the, the, the Shubanite not the Shubanite, but the Samanitian woman, he says two or three times, he says, when she came, she came to him. She didn't come to nobody else. She was coming to Jesus. And Jesus outright during that time uh, uh, called her a dog. He said, she said, that's all right. But what you got, this dog needed. <laughs> so she wasn't worried about the name calling. She wasn't worried about it. She was wanting what she saw that he had. Glory. I ain't worried about all this kind of nonsense going on in the message. I want what the message has. I want what the message got in there. Glory. And sometimes things look right. It looks just like it's wrong. Whatever. Don't worry about that. Glory. Faith finds its resting place on the word. It always has and it always will. It don't find, faith don't find the resting place on how much you know and your, and your understanding of everything. And what your education and how long you've been to school, faith is not on that. Faith is a super sense. Let me tell you, Brother Brown said, if your education getting in the way of God and faith, throw it away. Don't let it get in the way of what God's doing. Why? Because you must realize that nothing can make anything come to pass unless God said so. Praise God. Are you listening now? Faith find its resting place. Listen, you're here. Many of us, years, and y'all know if I know you travel and you see, you make all kind of things, excuses, but God made a way. He still made a way. No matter what people say, he still have a church. Or shall I say a bride? He still have it. No matter how many walk away, go ahead. He still have a bride. Nothing can change it. Go ahead. Why? We've been born for this age. This age here. You say, oh, I'm a message believer. Whatever you want to call yourself, that's fine. But you're in an age that this message was built for you. Glory. No other age. This is layer of the seal. No other age. And how you, when the prophet says, 
They look at it and say, you mean to tell me you made, out of, you made it out of Laodicea? Now you see going, that it is a hard age. It is a rough age. It is a deceptive age. But it's also the most glorious age. You are right at the time when we take the rapture. Praise God. Glory. And you're part of it. You're part of it. Abraham, Brother Bram says something about this. He says, Abraham is a father of faith. So when Abraham was born or when Abraham was called, God was placing in him a such faith that he was going to build a church upon it. He was a faith. Everything Abraham did was faith. Go on, leave your country. Oh, fine. He was born for that. I'll make you a father of many nations, but you don't have no children. He didn't go around and say, I'm going to be a father of many nations. I ain't got no children. How am I going to do it, Lord? Is it going to work for me? It didn't work for so-and-so. Good. It don't matter whether it worked for this person or that person. If God said, it's going to work. He'll make a way for it to work. And Abraham, when he got to the place, he got... 75, 25, so I always tell the church, listen, don't start doubting anything that God's going to do until you waited 25 years. And then by that time, God will make it come to pass. <laughs> I'm just saying, Abraham waited 25 years. He never waited, wavered. But the first time that he got the word that God told him, him and Sarah they were going to have a child, Abraham started getting ready. What we got here, Walmart or whatever we got here. When he heard it, say, you're going to have a child. Let the church say, man, I want to say this for somebody that didn't have no children. I preach say, you're going to have a child. You need to go down there and get whatever kind of clothes you want. Get the baby bed, sit in the house, and just wait on God. That's what Abraham them did. He said, Abraham, you're going to have a child. He believed it. He knew it was going to happen. He wasn't guessing it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. Only thing he's waiting on is the time for it to happen. You know what we see this year in the, in, the, in the end time? I want to say this. We know that there's a, going to be a rapture. We know that there, this is the time. We see that the, the handwriting is on the wall. We see all those things. That, that's, that's no doubt it. That we can't doubt it. But what we don't have to realize, it don't matter if God take another hundred years. It's going to be a rapture. It's going to be in your time, maybe in my time, but it's got to happen. Not because I say so, because God said so. Amen. You're born for a certain time. Listen, Brother Branham says here, he says, spiritual signs of the time. When God sends his gift to the earth, a sign, a gift that he sends, because I'm speaking of Brother Branham now, God sends a gift and the people believe in that, that, that one of the most glorious times they can live in. When God gift begin to manifest, he talks about Solomon and so forth. But look at what happened. Look at our day. We had one of the most glorious gifts. We go back and see whatever God said would come to pass. You know, many of us just been, been here like, for instance, Brother Bam talked about 1933, about a car going down the road and so forth. To us, that's nothing. You know, oh, praise the Lord, we into it. But in 1933, you would have said, ain't no way. Now it's normal. You get in the car, put on a video, whatever, glory. Now they got it. They're delivering pizzas with nobody in the car. Why? Because a prophet said that would happen going before the coming of the Lord. Not delivering pizzas, but they would have a car going down the road with no steering wheel. They got it now. We live in it. 
And people today, they, well, this is normal. But to us, when we were coming up, we didn't even have a video, in, a, a, what you call it? Video thing in our car to see no TVs. Children running, grabbing all over the seat, climbing in the steering wheel, everything. Now y'all get them up there, throw that video back there, y'all don't even know they're in the car. <laughs> what is it? That's the time. But a Brother Bram spoke of it. Sure. Telephones, listen. I've said this, I ain't gonna bother with your telephone, but I'll tell you what, a telephone is worse than a TV. Don't let nobody fool you. Let church say amen. It's the truth. You can spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Till you get your Bible on there, you got to I like that Sunday more than I had that little fella in there. Everybody said, hey, look, take that. You bring that in church. Get your Bible. <laughs> I thought I was the only one like that. I liked it, that brother Tom. Then they said, and the said oh, I ain't texting. I'm trying to find the scripture you read. Hey, get your Bible. Amen. Praise God. It's technology age, but listen, glory. Some things, give me that old time religion. Glory. And if it was good enough for Brother Branham, it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. That's all right. There's a, th- there's a time for the cell phone. There's a time that you need. Because if I didn't have mine today, I don't think I'd be able to ride around Vancouver. <laughs> but I use it for navigation. But never put in the glory. Some people, I got the message on there. Go ahead. You know what? You need to come in today. We had to find every message. We had to get every book. You come into your house trying to find a quote and everything. And, and what it does, people did. They were looking. They, they knew it was there. Somebody says up. They say, oh, I got to find it. Now you got to just get on the good. Like, yep, that's what the prophet said. <laughs> but what are you going to do about it? It's given to us to know you were born at this time. This technology age, oh, you don't think it take the people? Hell yeah, yes, it does. Glory. This age here, knowledge shall increase. Let me tell you what Daniel said. And the wicked will do wickedly. They'll keep getting wicked and wicked, but only the wise would understand. How many wise in here? Glory. You understand what's going on, glory, because God has revealed it to you. All right. I got one more I want to bring up. I didn't even get to Moses. Step, Lord, Brother Branham, listen. He was born for a certain time. You believe that? He was born for this age. His message was born for this age. When the angel of the Lord come, don't smoke nor drink nor defile your body in any way. For I, he didn't say, Dr. Day had a work for you. He didn't say the church you went to had a work. I have a work for you when you go why? Because God had him born for that time. Amen. This is the let church say amen. amen. This is the age where it don't matter how many preachers, how many people, well, when God sent a prophet, brother and sister, you better know something is going to happen and something has happened and something will happen because God don't send a prophet unless what? He's getting ready to call his church home or get them in line up. That's what he does. How you, I mean, I'm in the message of perfection. In other words, God come here now to line the church up, to get a perfect, to get a ready, and you can't be perfect without the word of God. Good. And you have a perfect message. Glory. You're not born again. 
Why? He that is born of God overcometh the world. You have a natural birth, spiritual birth. Your natural birth, you come here, your mother, your father, they take care of you, they do everything they can to get you ready to go out in life. Your spiritual birth, come to God, you're baptized, get the Holy Ghost, and God start preparing you for your spiritual life. Your spiritual life. You may say, I know everything. No, you don't, glory. Each time God comes, he reveals more of himself to you. He reveals more of himself to me. To do what? Because he's getting, re- getting us ready to go home. I used to say, used to say, Mama, I'm grown. She said, you ain't grown until I say you grown. Glory. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't know that. That's country talking right there. Right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, God said, you don't know more than me until I tell you, you know more than me. <laughs> know it in the message. <laughs> Glory. All right. Praise God. I'm close. I'm coming to a close. Praise the Lord. Acts. Moses' mother and father done something very gallant. Prophet says, listen, they didn't hear, they didn't go about what everybody was saying in the age in that time. They weren't worried about how many people were losing their children. They weren't worried about, even though that was said, he said, they was worried about Moses because they knew he was born at a certain time. So they were worried about getting him ready to do what? Whatever God had for him. Are you listening? Get ready. You said, well, I'm a parent, but what you're doing, really, you're getting them ready for what God has for them. Praise God. Now, he says, glory, listen, this is a day, and the prophet said, this is a day, your message, you were born for this time, said right now, you were born right now for this age, for this time to do what? To fulfill God's word. We good we're good at getting our success, which is nothing wrong with that. We're good at progressing in the natural and things like that. But listen, you got to add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. You got you to keep adding on to it until you become the statue of a perfect man. A vision. I know y'all heard Brother Ed say it many times, but I want to bring it in another way for you. God knew he was going to have a silver-tipped grizzly. God knew that Brother Ed would be at that trip. Oh, he just went on his own. No, God knew. God knew that Sister Ruth, and I'm not just saying that because of him, but I'm trying to show you, is born at a certain time. God knew that she was going to put that shirt back in there. God knew he was going to need it. Are you listening? It's not no coincidence. God don't work by coincidence. God worked by divine revelation. Glory. And when it says, when he told Abraham, he's Jehovah Jireh. God will put one there. When he, sent, when he sent Isaac out there, that was his only son. But what was he trying to do? He was trying to show Abraham, no matter how old you is, no matter how young, and Abraham caught it. It don't matter if I, if I want him to live, he's going to live. If I want him to die, he's going to die. But no, nothing will take me away from the will of God. So when that vision came, are you listening? 
Brother Ed had to be there at that time, at the right time, not the wrong time, the right time. You come in this church, you may think some a lot of people come here and I'm just going and I'm going to close. They come in, they come to church, you know, they, they, they come in being around a group of people and all of a sudden, you know, and they're looking around, what am, I, what am I doing? No, God put you there. How many say, how many believe he lead and guide you? I'm not trying to keep you. You do what you want to do. What I'm trying to tell you is don't walk away from the pre-plan of God when God, because God can't bless you. If he wants you in South America and you come over here in China somewhere, God, God, you more safer in South America. And if God put you here, glory, you're more safer here than anywhere else. All that church, amen. Then in, and then in, under any other preacher, glory, you're more safer here. Not because I said, I'm bringing you quotes. Listen, like I said earlier, Joseph was, they tried to tell, look, Joseph, he was a believer. You know, Joseph was a believer. He believed. Mary told him that. He was excited. But after a while, he wondered, oh, this don't look right. She's saying she, maybe she done went out with some other man. See? And start talking against the angel's message. And it caused Joseph to doubt a little bit. Don't let nobody talk against the angel's message. Glory. Look, forget it. I don't want to hear what you got to say. Glory. I'm here. I have an absolute. I'm certain of God. Let the church say amen. You mean to tell me we have to do it? Yes, it's the same thing. We got to continue to do that because what? Men is going out. Glory. Paul says, among us and so forth, saying that the resurrection is already passed. And having overthrown the faith of some. When you travel, you hear all kind of things that's contrary to the revelation of what the words say. God have you somewhere? Wait. Wait. How long are you going to wait? I got this here. Here. Brother Bram says, when the angel Gabriel was sent to Nazareth to a virgin who was a spouse of Joseph, he says, now, Joseph doubted maybe he thought that it wasn't right. But guess what? He thought wrong. Let me read on this something down. It says, Sammy being a prophet, God sit him down. And he says, y'all heard it in the Bible. He says, I can't sit down until I eat this sacrifice. And he says, Jesse, do you have any more sons? He said, yeah, I have one. He said, Samuel knew that God didn't sit him down there with a message and not have it lined up for him for the word to come to pass. Are you listening? God don't send a message and not have it where the word can come to pass. It's got to come to pass. Like in the days of Noah. Got one more. I'm just coming down to a close here. Now, you know, glory. Notice, he says, Jesus says, told the Greek Pharisee scribes, he says, and you in the Bible, he says, now, if you keep my sayings, you will never die. And they says, y'all, y'all know the story. They says, listen, Abraham is dead and Isaac is dead and all the prophets are dead. Who are you? See, now he is telling them, you reading your word, you in your Bible, you understanding what said, but except you uh, uh, believe me and, and my word, my prophecy now, 
that before Abraham was, he said, I am. They, in other words, you come to, they came to a place that they had to take a step further. Listen, not only was Abraham and Isaac dead, what you, who you making yourself? In other words, he says, I'm God. That's it. Forget about Isaac, Abraham. And when he says, glory, they were there, but you got to believe me. I'm God. And that's what happened. They should have said right there. He says, you not yet 50 years old. How you seen Abraham? Listen, he said, the prophet says, but he said, before Abraham was, he says, Brother Branham says like this, I can see him take a step back and said, before Abraham was, I am. What he was doing, he knew that they didn't understand what they were talking about when they was talking to him, and he was the word. Praise God. Let me close. God bless you. You're born at a certain time. You're born at a time that the religion is all crazy and everything, but this is your time. Just stay with the word. Stay with what God say. Follow what the prophet said. I don't understand. Don't worry about it. Just believe it. Heavenly Father, I know this. I was all over the place. But God, thank you for helping me to express they were born we were born. We're here for the time. Esther was here for a certain time. Jesus and so forth. Why? Because we look at it like we just come together as Christians and say, well, this is, but God had a purpose. He pre-planned it. Even tonight, it was pre-planned by God. Lord, we thank you. Bless Brother Tom, Brother Biscuit, bless the brothers here and the saints. Be with them, Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, Brother Tom. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you. Praise God. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Amen. Well, my amens are, how can I say, lip synced. As you can tell, my voice is shot. So, but I wanted to shout, Amen! I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this. No devil, no imp, no lie, no nobody gonna take me from my position in this body called Jesus Christ. And I thank God, Brother Benny. That was a wonderful service. Amen. There's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. And I'm planning on being there. How about you? Let's stand. There's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I
one of them. David, can you say you're one of them now? Yes, sir. Amen. Michaela, how about you, honey? I'm one of them. We had camp and God saves our children. That's wonderful. Amen. And, and once that word comes in your life, there is nothing that can shake you. Nothing shakes you. No unbelieving devil. No music. No nothing is going to shake us from this kingdom. Amen. We've been born for the kingdom for such a time as this. Hallelujah. You know, as we're speaking the other week, you know, a good message for everybody to be in. Why cry, why cry speak? You know, you qu- you wham, crying about this, crying about that. Well, do you read your Bible? Do you read your Bible? You can go into John 5 and a th- man with 38 years of infirmity. But he was born for such a time. Because the Lord Jesus had to be at the pool. Come on. And you say, well, that poor man for 38 years, he suffered, he suffered. God, rich in mercy, was going to come by that pool. How about the blind boy? Did his mother sin? Did his father sin? He said, none. Get it? None. But that the works of God will be manifested. You might as well rejoice. Because the works of God will be manifested in your life for such a time as this. Great message. Great thought. Great word. Great presence. Great message that God has given us in this age. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we've been inspired by the word of God this evening. We're thankful for what you put a word on Brother Benny Perry's heart tonight. And Father, throughout the assembly, Lord, we start to see people rejoicing in the word of God. Rejoicing, realizing we're just not just a happenstance, but we were pre-planned, chosen before the foundation of the world to come to this hour to show Satan there will be a people that will put on a body change. We had, a, we had a prophet in the scripture saying, I'll show you a mystery, Lord. You gave that as a prophecy. And Father, we are that manifestation. And Lord, let that rapture faith take a hold of every heart as they heard the word of God again this evening. Bless your children. Bless Brother Benny Perry, Lord, for being perseverant, being obedient. We pray that you'll watch over him, his family, his assembly. Brother Elliot, as they'll make their way home, may the presence of God go before them. In Jesus' name, amen. One more song, if you don't mind. One of them, one of them, one of them. One of them, one of them. One of them. One of them. One of them.